0: Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another, um, hopefully, you know, interesting discussion on, on Minecraft, all things well-being. This is Kimberly Quinn, and I am thrilled to pieces to have this conversation today. So now remember that Minecraft, the foundation, is all about becoming the boss of your brain, becoming the boss of your thoughts. So what what we're going to do today is talk about um, self-forgiveness, because we are the one person, we there's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, right? Our mind follows us wherever we go. We are the one person we cannot part with. You know, I think most of us know that, you know, the benefits to forgiveness. And again, we're not, or not again, I didn't say it already. Um, I'm not talking, before anybody hangs up on me, I'm not talking about organized religion. And if that is... If, if if there is a religion you practice and you can work this into what you practice, that's fantastic. But we're talking from an actually, and also you want to work it in, if you're a spiritual person, you want to work it into being spiritual. Again, fantastic. I am talking strict, strictly psychologically from a secular standpoint, right? Meaning non-churchy, you know, just for the psyche, for that, for a healthy, healthy mind, it's so important to let go of stuff. and And I think that uh most of us are aware of the benefits of forgiveness I mean longevity of life for one and that's because it of course decreases blood pressure and increases you know the immune system you just feel lighter happier emotionally you've got more room for the people in your life because you clear out all the crapola from the past yada 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 we all sort of know that you know and then some of the same obstacles so I really want to keep this about forgiving the self because it it's you know, forgiveness is, can be difficult on a good day anyway, right? With other people. And still, it tends to be easier to forgive others than it is ourselves. So, one thing I just want to clear up in the broad sense, in case anyone has, has not heard previous episodes, because I've talked about this a lot, is one of the biggest blocks to forgiving anybody, other people or ourselves, is that it gives them a pass, you know, that, that, that that what they did was was okay, and obviously, if you think of like an extreme example, where you know, a, you know, a six year old was you know sexually abused by a creepy uncle or something, obviously it doesn't in any way make what that uncle did okay. We're not saying that, and that's like probably the biggest biggest block to forgiveness is is whatever wrongdoing happened. That was an extreme example. It could be somebody said something lacerating, somebody offended of somebody you care about, whatever, it does not give them a pass. And so that old cliche about forgiveness, forgiving is forgetting, right? Um, That's not a thing. And that's, that's part of what we just said about the giving a pass thing. And my favorite, 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 favorite definition of forgiveness comes from Claudia Black, who's one of the pioneers of the ACOA. Movement. I've been talking about her a lot lately, adult children of alcoholics, and I saw her way back when I was 18 years old at St. Mike's, and I was absolutely just captured by her definition of forgiveness, which which is that contrary to the cliche of forgiveness means forgetting, Claudia Black said forgiveness has absolutely nothing to do with forgetting and everything to do with remembering and choosing to move forward. Forgiveness has everything to do with remembering and choosing to move forward. And she is spot on accurate because here's the thing. The brain is not like a computer where you can just hit the delete button and get rid of memories. It's not how it works. In fact, anybody who's experienced trauma or you know somebody who's, who's experienced trauma, typically the memories of being violated just intrude, intrude, intrude. It's sort of the opposite of going away, right? They just want to be make themselves known all the time. And so the mind doesn't work that way. So we and they, okay, so we have the we have the forgiveness. Me, it means to move forward. We're not, It's not about forgetting. And then the last block is that people often think that you know the clouds will part and the forgiveness fairy will wave a wand over them and it just make it all easy to forgive. And that doesn't happen either. You got to choose it. You have to actually consciously choose. Just like a lot of the other things we've been talking about. You know, this isn't working for me anymore. It just isn't working for me anymore. Hanging on to this stuff from this person. The person may even be dead by now. You know, they're not on this earth anymore. And we're still hanging on to it and kind of realizing the heaviness of that, the life minutes it sucks up and go down the rabbit hole. All that emotional energy could be used for the people who are still here. Maybe the, the perpetrator or wrongdoer is still here too. But you, you want to use those life minutes with people you actually love and care about. And so those are the three big blockers to it. And now we're going to turn the conversation back on to why it's so difficult, seemingly so difficult to forgive ourselves. So first of all, I want to do a shout out before I forget to Matt James, who also writes for Psychology Today. I very much enjoyed writing for them too. They're a good crew. Anyway, he talks about the person you can't part with. I mean, that's just it. We cannot part from ourselves. And so this is what we're going to do. We're going to try to understand why self-forgiveness is so hard so that we can make it easier to practice. And we've also talked a lot about the practicing thing because what we practice, we inevitably get good at and we tend to think that's only for sports and maybe theater and art, you know, rehearsing or whatever we want to call the practicing is different, you know, synonyms. Um, But we don't think of it when it's like, can I practice being more honest? Of course you can. How about more patient? Of course you can. How about, can I practice forgiving myself? Of course You can. So Matt starts out by saying, he says, we tend to think of ourselves on a continuum. We begin with the past, move briefly through the present, and head toward the future. Letting go of the past or the past we have created in our minds, that is really important. The past we've created in our minds can feel shaky and tenuous, like a boat that has slipped its mooring. we try to forgive ourselves or trying to release something that feels as if it's a part of us, That is so spot on accurate. We were just talking about that, this a few episodes ago. I think it was actually the Minecraft YouTube though. Um, When we run this feedback loop over and over and over and over in our head with, um, you know, who did what to us and, you know, that went 10 years ago, five years ago, longer ago, whatever, we not only, thoughts lead to feelings, right? So if we're thinking these angry thoughts, we're going to then feel angry or we're thinking betrayed thoughts, we're going to feel betrayed. We know that. In addition to that, though, when we, when we allow, because the word is allow, this feedback loop to roll through us over and over again, we also begin to identify with it and internalize it. It gets in our hard drive, just like a virus you know, takes over a computer. So basically, Matt is saying that we are releasing who we were at that moment. So of course it feels easier to forgive someone else. We're releasing a part of the past that doesn't define us unless we've told the story so frequently that we built our identity around the narrative, which is what we were just talking about. Because that happens frequently where people, you know, that kind of have injected that whole story and over and over and over again, that it does become part of their personal, personal narrative and their identity. And then Matt says, in that case, it becomes hard to forgive the other person because the transgression and our reaction have become central to our identity. So it's kind of like, I could say with the computer, making it you know part of the hard drive. What do you do then? You have to reboot the computer. So here is the thing, and that gets right to it with as far as what to do here. Okay, he says to release that part of your past. Remember that we're all doing the best we can at any given moment. And this is important because when we're looking, like I am a fabulous fifty-seven. If I am looking back at my eighteen-year-old self and some bad choice I made then that may have hurt somebody or back to my 25 year old self or whatever. I'm looking through the, the filter, the eyes, the perceptive eyes of a 57 year old. Well, that's not how I was thinking at 21 or 18 or whatever age you did, whatever you did or said, whatever you said. It's very, very important to remember that. And and then Matt James goes on to say, um, if we had no, and in addition what I just said about the, we would have, done better, right? If we had known that the action would cause pain to others or ourselves, we wouldn't have done it. Like we're looking, basically we're looking, as, as they say, hindsight is twenty twenty. or maybe that doesn't fit exactly for you. But when we look back, it's difficult to really get a handle on our exact thinking then using the filter of now. I mean, it just doesn't work. And then he says, and if we knew that we were causing damage at the time, we had no idea how much we would regret it in the future. We had to listen to that one over again. And even if we knew that we were causing damage at the time, we had no idea how much we would regret it in the future. Retain the lesson from the event, but release all else. That was so, so well said. That was incredibly well said, because no matter how bad, whatever it was that we did or said, since we can't unring a bell, all we can do is learn from it. And you can't be sad enough, guilty enough, ashamed enough, or any of these negative, toxic emotions enough to fix whatever it is that happened that does absolutely no good. And what that is, is a form of self-punishment, which you're getting payoff from, and actually self punishment is a very strong form form of reward, even though know, it sounds really odd to say that. But when somebody is in this sort of cycle of of the shame-blame cycle and self-loathing, not much feels better than than kicking themselves when they're down. And it's very, very important to to try to change your thinking. Remember thoughts come first, feelings second, actions, behaviors, third. All this thinking that you're allowing is leading to these feelings of shame and guilt, all the feelings you know, associated with shame, like being defective and flawed and not lovable and not valuable. So long you, as long as you allow that, that's how you're going to feel. And the reality is that we all make mistakes. Little ones, middle-sized ones, big ones, and maybe huge ones, and no matter what, it's still water under the bridge. And all the feeling bad in the world isn't going to feeling badly in the world isn't going to fix how anybody else feels either. So, um, the the thing is we need to look at our mistakes and change our thinking around our mistakes, or if you want to call them failures, whatever. I'm not a huge fan of that word, just because of the stigma. And look at these as as opportunities for growth and also sometimes redirection, because it does not help anything to beat ourselves with a spiked club. In fact, it helps us tremendously to show ourselves love and compassion. For whatever horrible thing it is we, we did, because it then frees ourselves up to to love ourselves and accept ourselves, and then therefore to send all that all that good stuff outward to be loving, accepting other people. So let it go. I want to. I feel like I, I want to sing the, the the song from uh, Frozen: "Make amends with yourself, make amends with yourself, and get on with your life." This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from the wonderfully sparkly wintry northern vermont have a mindful and self-forgiving day